This is Let's Talk Business with your hosts, Mark Ebinger and Heather Bain. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, a show that talks entrepreneurship with some of the best businesses in the San Antonio area. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk with Aaron Callahan and Amy Moody, Moody uh, who are experts in the flexible living spaces area. Aaron is the president of Elbow Room. So you guys, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here. Again. Thanks for having us. Yeah. And so, Amy, what's your position in the company? I'm vice president. Vice president. Okay. So are you her boss? Is that how that works? No. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> We're already going to go straight into the danger zone. Sorry. I don't know. Okay. We're sisters. So. Yeah, you're sisters. You guys obviously love each other. It's, oh, it's kind of a cool absolutely. dynamic. Absolutely. Most we're also going to talk with Sterling Crawford, an expert with Trades and Home Services and the co-founder of Blue Collar Connect, which I think is such an amazing idea. Sterling, I'm super excited that you're finally coming on the show. Excited so welcome. to be here. Yeah, I think we've been talking about it since January we or have. something. So yeah. you guys finally uh, squeezed some room to squeeze fit me in. in. I'm glad to be yeah. here. Yeah, <laughs> you, you guys come up a couple times or once a month? or Yeah, once a month. We're here for a whole week. So mm-hmm. You guys work hard, so I really appreciate the effort you guys do. If you've ever been, if you ever get a chance to go to an event that these guys put on at the Do Workspace, yeah, uh, it's worth it because they're so well organized that you get maximum value out of it. So highly recommend them. All right, in, in studio with us today is Heather Bain, a certified business coach uh, that works with business owners to gain clarity and achieve your goals, and of course, my business coach who has been phenomenal. My wife loves you, by the way. Oh, good. I think uh, sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's like marriage counseling, you know what I mean? Comes with the mix. We totally. just met on Friday, so yeah. you can always tell when Jennifer's how to how to win. <laughs> so I'm learning though, because what I do is I, I let them get on together for the first ten minutes or so, mm-hmm. which I, I got to be late a little bit because then they yeah. they they load up right, and it's all like ready for me when I all get of a there. Mark jumps on. And we're like, we're yeah. gonna ask you a hard question. Yeah, they pounce yeah. on. <laughs> That's all right. I love it talk. though. <laughs> <laughs> but Heather, it's always exciting to have you on the show. Glad to be here. Yeah. All right, and of course, I'm your host, Mark Evinger, the owner of Krukus Marketing Agency, and I'm the talent here, people. <laughs> I believe it. You got that radio voice. I'll buy it. So my company is Krukus Marketing Agency, a company that specializes in giving small business owners a competitive edge by hiring low-cost virtual administrative specialists and social media experts from outside the United States. This is how I built my company. I love it. I'm so passionate about it because it's so affordable. It's so easy um, that I love helping business owners get that competitive edge by hiring them. Quick reminder for our listeners, you can catch video and podcast versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. It's funny because Hallie is one of the co-hosts. He quickly picked up. He says, Mark, I noticed you're higher on the image than than the rest of us. And I said, yeah, Hallie, that was totally by design. I'm the one that did that banner right there. (laughs) So I I copped to it, but that was funny. Uh, Anyway. If you're a business owner in the San Antonio area and would like to have your company featured on the show, we'd love to have you. Visit our website at satalkradio.com or call our office at 210-879-8804. That's 210-879-8804. All right, Heather, I know you got some stuff you wanted to bring up. So uh, what are we talking yeah, it was about my turn as we to get into this? topic for yes. this episode. Choose so um, really what our Zoom to prepare for this kind of reminded me of was I think a lot of people get into business with that that billionaire idol in mind. You know, you've got your Elon Musk, your Steve Jobs, but shark one tank. of the Shark yeah. Tank, right, yeah. of it all and being the CEO of a Fortune 500. But what I love about having a small to medium-sized business is you can grow an income similar to what those CEOs make 
but really control your time and energy in it. Now, not really at the beginning of it, sure. but build up a business where you get to do what you love doing in a business and spend the amount of time that you want to in it rather than being beholden to a board of directors or this yeah. giant corporation. So you guys both have unique takes on that. What do you think? And and you might laugh because it might not be your take. So tell me, what do you think, Sterling? Yeah, well, I, I got to turn it to the ladies <laughs> yeah, first. So. face <laughs> looked yeah. a little different. Well, I would say that's one of the reasons my sister and, sister and I work so well together. Um, I tend to be the shoot for the stars person. Mm-hmm. Like we started this business and I'm like, we're going to own this space. We're first to market. This is happening. I've got this. I'm CEO of the world. And then Amy comes on board, and she's like, let's get kind of realistic and just start making money. Oh, the, <laughs> yeah. the fun yeah. police. I call that the fun police right I, there. I'm 100% the fun police. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We so. use the softball analogies all the time. So Aaron's a home run hitter, and I'm like, let's just get on base, like routinely uh, get on base. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's that's kind of how I play. But Aaron has that really good big vision always of something. That's a good longer. matchup, by the way. They're both winning strategies. Yep. So we'll just see where it takes us. It's like the visionary and the integrator. I mean, mm-hmm. it's hard to do one without the other. Yeah. yeah. So, but I think one of the important components, I mean, I've been married 35 years. I understand being able to, so I'm the visionary end of the group, right? So I'm looking at you, Aaron. <laughs> but yet my wife will come in and be like, okay, well, you know, she, we have to kind of bring it in a little bit. But you have to be receptive to that information. Are you receptive to what Amy has to say? <laughs> the facial Woo. expressions if you're not lo- <laughs> watching you know, this on YouTube. We do work so well together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things as we have continued on the last couple years is that um, we've worked on our communication a lot. And I don't think we had to do that so much when we were just having fun, living next right. door, down mm-hmm. the street. It was just more like, Hey, let's get together. And now it's we're tackling problems. We're worrying about other people, what what their problems are, how we're going to bring a solution. Mm-hmm. And so that levels up the things that we have to talk about. It can also amp up your emotions a lot. Yeah. And Amy has done an awesome job of helping me kind of bring it back down. Sure. I That's mean, we run on a de-escalation beam. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've had good. To, we have a lot of friends and family that say like how. Um, that seems so fun to live next door to your sister. I mean, I wish I got along that well with my sister. And I think it's not so much that it's so that it's just like a we perfectly get along. It's that we've worked very, very hard at how to navigate hard things. And we frequently disagree. I mean, daily we disagree about things. But we've like established some rules for ourselves. Well, and that's where role identification is important, right? Because the CEO's job is different than what's your title again? I'm vice president. I really do a lot of the operations. Okay, so oper- like uh, COO kind of a situation, right? right? Mm-hmm. Operations is different. Yeah, okay, CMO, CF, um, right? C operations, COO. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but once you've got <laughs> that you clearly identified and you know, okay, what's in her bucket, what's in your bucket, then it's like these battles can go be over quickly. Because exactly. it's like ultimately yeah. it's your decision what happens in the operation side. It's your decision what happens on the marketing side, and we leave it there. That helps a lot. Well, and the other part of that is we o- we always keep in mind we have the same goal, which is doing what is best for Elbow Room, mm-hmm. and you know continuing to love each other through that. 
Well, and what's best for elbow room is that you guys know what your roles are and you stay in your lanes, right? I mean, that's super important. It's kind of like Sterling? marriage, I guess. Huh? <laughs> well, no. So, like, uh, did you say marriage? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think Jennifer actually said it really well. It's like you've got your roles, you stay in your lane, but when you're in a marriage and a partnership in a business, if one of you, like, is not able to step up to the plate, the other one does have to step into those lanes. So, right. like, it's it's a dynamic that needs to be I feel like you should on. say your gear thing because that, oh. that was so good because we were oh. saying lanes all last week and talking about, you know, what we're supposed to do. And then you said, OK, so this was kind of an interesting point last week. We do talk about staying in your lanes, you know, filling your own filling your bucket. But then we talked about how a clock works because our company still is so small and each person is pretty much their own department. Mm -hmm. So a clock's not going to work unless one gear turns the other and. It takes a lot of gears to get that clock going in the right direction Good and point. to stay on time and to not break down. And so in our company, we all really need to know what's going on with one another yeah. and to just keep a pulse on each other so that we can always keep each other informed and stay ahead of the game so that clock stays on time. And I've b I learned a lot building a company from one employee last August to now 28 full-time employees Eight. this August, right? Wow. And talk about a clock. That's why I love your analogy because yeah. it is. It's you've got the bigger gears turning, but the little gears they mean just as much as the big gears. Yeah. But right. it's building those gears in place. What do they control? What do they operate? And ultimately, accountability needs right. to be part of that as well. Which is why owning those spaces, identifying that clearly as you guys are, are, are doing your thing, is super valuable because those decisions will come in. It's like well. Do I make it or does somebody else? That needs to be clearly done. I feel like Mark is Siri and listening in on our conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Your phone really knows I've, what's I've going on. These. So does Mark. You know? yeah. And I've been married a long time, so I understand that the role identification really de-stresses, de-escalates, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. situations that can go back quick. Because ultimately, hey, it's my this is my area of responsibility. So it's like this is what we agreed on. This is where it falls to me. I'm gonna make the decision. I'm gonna take what you gotta say, but ultimately I own that decision and own yeah. the, the outcome well, well right. what's interesting about this show is like you guys have your company in sterling you guys have your company but you mm -hmm. interact with a lot of companies in a similar position where oh, yeah. they're just getting big enough to really start building up that foundation so what's sure. your take on this yeah so um i'm actually gonna ask if you could repeat the question because i kind of got <laughs> lost in your guys's conversation <laughs> i felt like i was a viewer and i was loving that so yeah. i totally forgot <laughs> loving what we were it. About. he's like i'm listening to this <laughs> podcast no it's um being able to build your small to medium-sized business into the type of business that allows you to spend the time freedom yeah. that you want on it but also make the type of money you can make yeah as a major corporate executive and what's your take on that yeah so i think the big thing that stands out to me in that is freedom right i mm -hmm. think that's why most of us start a business is because either we f we found an area or a niche that needs some attention or uh, we were working a job and thought we could do it better uh, that was my case so having ultimately at the end of the day the freedom to do what you want when you want with who you want is the importance to me that's what that's what i'm after ultimately at the end of the day so with that though, working with so many small businesses, seeing that transformation in people, that's what drives me the most to continue doing what I do. That's what fulfills me at the end of the day is working with people that we run into it at a certain position in their life, they're struggling to pay their bills, they're driving a car that's like 20 years old and four different colors and they're showing up mm. to job sites like that and there's just this disconnect with where they currently are with where they want to be. 
And most of that is just they don't know what they don't know. So when they start to get the right strategies put in place, the education, the implementation, uh, the action items, if you will, and then you see them a year later, they're buying a brand new truck, they're getting a home for, for their family, you know, getting their kids in the activities that they wanted to do but couldn't afford before. That transformation to me is like, boom, this, mm -hmm. is, this is where it's at. And for me going through that in the businesses I've owned, that sense of freedom, I always try to keep in the foresight of I don't want to get lost in the, you know, the corporate side of it, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I was a regional director of sales for Marriott and hated that role because of the corporate element to it. I was in a 10 by 10 office and overlooked 17 properties and it was the same thing day in, day out, never good enough. Like it was just this constant rat race that I didn't want to be part of. So when I stepped out of that, I, would, I made the promise to myself I would not do that again and I would not put anybody that I worked with in that same kind of scenario. So yeah. I think there's a term for that, it's called waterboarding. <laughs> I yeah mean, I, well, I think it's easy <laughs> to get caught like i feel like that's usually the first ceiling of owning a business is like having so much to do and not yeah. having the time freedom and if you're able to stick with it and build those systems that can get you through that ceiling to where you actually are able to create the life you want yeah you, you would know a lot more than the most people being in the coaching mm -hmm. world so much of it is the systems because you could do work you could work yourself to to being poor ultimately yeah. but it's like, are you doing the right work? Are you having the right approach? Are you talking to the right people? Are you delegating the proper amount of work? Or are you one of those business owners that has to control every aspect of your you day in, day out that you never let go enough to hit that point of freedom? That's a job so, owner. Yeah. And at that point, you might as well be an executive working in yeah. corporate yeah. America. My slogan is is turning job owners into business owners. I um, like that. Because I know what, you know, scaling in, in low-cost remote workers, you can scale and get those pieces in place so you can operate. So for me, I run a podcast, right? So I'm one person. Let's say I worked at 40 hours a week, but I don't. I have six full-time employees that work that podcast as well. So now you're talking seven employees working 40 hours a week. That's a heck of a lot different than one working yeah. 40 hours a week. They can't even keep – it's like one person in the kitchen has got way too much. You need a sous chef, and then you need more and more. So you start yeah. adding in these layers. And as a business owner, not a job owner, you learn how to then direct other people yeah. around you. That's a completely different experience. One of the things about the trades jobs that I've seen a lot, and you would know this better than me, is they trap themselves as a job owner. Totally. It's like consistent, and they, yeah. they don't know how to get out of that. Yeah. Well, and, and they might have tried at some point and gotten burns, but hired the wrong people mm -hmm. and entrusted them too much. And then sure. they're left with this feeling of, OK, I just can't trust anybody to do it. It has to be for me. So but that's a skill they have to develop. Yeah. if They're going to scale. Yep. You have to learn how to hire, train, lose, hire, train, lose. Right. Mm -hmm. But you'll keep them. I, I mean, I've had turnover in what I'm doing, too. You just have to expect this. That's part of it. Not everybody's sure. going to be a good fit. But as a business owner, if you're going to go that direction, you have to learn how to play that game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So on that, too, one thing, yeah. one element that I've always taken with me, everybody I've hired in all my businesses, I intentionally wanted them to leave it with with the right purpose, if that makes sense. So I would want to duplicate if if you guys are kind of following of like what what the role is to empower them and educate them to a position where they want to go start their own business. And now I have a friend in business that we have a long-term relationship with that we could develop and grow with. So it's not like every employee I've hired, I never had the intent of, oh, you're going to work with me forever. See, I love that because people are so scared of that. They mm -hmm. are so I, – I've talked to several business owners, and they don't want to hire that position because what if they learn enough to go then and open their own business 
And what if you just approached it from, yeah, of course they will. Because then you have an ally in the hey, community. Hey, look, I have a different take on this, okay? <laughs> all, right, <laughs> all right, tell us, Mark. It's going to fly in the face a little bit because there are different types of people. See, we're That's thinking true. at it like a hammer looks at a nail. Everything sure. looks like a nail to a hammer, right? We're entrepreneurs. We're looking at everything like, oh, well, if I hire this person, they're going to. No, my wife has zero interest in being an entrepreneur. Yeah. She hates the whole thing of it. She would just like to do a job. Sure. Do my job day in and day out. So when we're hiring, we can look for those qualities in people. Yeah. They can have leadership qualities, supervisory qualities, management, but they're not entrepreneurs. Yeah. So when you're hiring, look for that because then you don't have to worry about it. Because, yeah, if somebody is going to learn your system and then go duplicate that system, it's a very real thing that could happen. They become a competitor. It's not the end of the world. You go do your thing. But – you can actually plan for that in advance by just looking for the right person when you're hiring. Yeah, I could not agree with you enough. Like, I really think a lot of it's about creating opportunities Mm -hmm. for the people that work with you. And those opportunities may be to become a competitor and other opportunities might be to step into new roles um, and develop your company and build your company along with you. So. Both I are agree important. with both of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah both yeah. are critical. You yeah, can't yeah. run a business by yourself. You can't be afraid <laughs> of competition. It's yeah. like there's enough out there. For, if you're in a business where you've, you, you're actually legitimately your business, you wonder if you had another competitor, look for something else to do. I, I, think they, I think they call that real estate, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> there's like, what, 14,000 real estate agents oh here in San Antonio or something? Yeah. yeah, and maybe, what, 10% of them are qualified to do oh, the yeah. job. I'm just yeah. kidding. Right. Don't, don't hate. If you're the uh, other 90%. Uh, <laughs> no, Me kidding. sitting here started out in real Hi, estate. realtors. We <laughs> offer a referral fee for elbow room. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> elbow a quick room. Plug and we love there. you. <laughs> so I'm going to introduce you in just a second. But just so you know, uh, Sterling, when you're side profiling, that your camera is going to be picking up the side of your face a lot. So just. What? I, I don't know like what you mean. Like when you you're just going to get your nose it's in profile. So, so do you want me here? Well, I would say fa- forward facing as much as possible, just for the camera, so you okay. look, you know, as good well, as you I mean, look. Unless you like so your I, so I look good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. All right. First up on the show, as we get into our segments, is Erin Callahan and her sister uh, is Amy Moody. Moody. Sorry, I'm, I'm just not going to remember. It's not on my sheet. I got it. Like, what a great mood I am. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I was thinking Mad Eye Moody. You guys remember? <laughs> you saw, have you seen the show Anchorman? Okay, remember how he reads just what's on the teleprompter, right? So I'm kind of yeah. like that guy when I do my You're like, I'm Mark Hemminger? <laughs> 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 that's a good one. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> All right, so uh, so you guys are from Elbow Room. Now, it, it, so cl- tell us real quick what it is you guys do. Let's go through that, mm-hmm. and then we'll get into your, your questions. We build uh, small, flexible living spaces. Uh, for people's backyards. They can use it for anything from a backyard office to actually an, a home for someone to live in and just really anything in between. Like a mother-in-law suite. Oh, or yeah. Yoga studio. Absolutely. A gym. You're, you're speaking yeah, our language, man. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have one yet, Mark? No. Stop it. <laughs> I, I, I know some people. <laughs> I actually don't. I have zero area to build on mine. Otherwise, I... Uh, I would have loved. I would love to have my own podcast studio in the backyard, right? right? Yeah, I mean, you guys, awesome. right? Yeah. You guys could build one of those for me. Right? Actually, I think we definitely could. We've done like a lot of soundproofing for someone who wanted a um, the grand piano. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Yes, but I would like love to recreate yeah. this room. This, this is, is cool. all. I feel inspired in here. Oh, perfect. Good. Well, maybe I could get it at a discount. Or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll give you one percent off. Okay, so um, w- a woman owned. A construction company, yes. right? Is that a difficult thing? Is that an easy thing? 
as difficult or easy. I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's competitive. Yeah. But you guys know what you're doing in uh, the you're space. You're saying from you? being like a being a female in construction. I I right. don't think that it's harder than any other any other uh, industry. Okay. It's just this. There's not a whole lot of us, mm-hmm. so we have a different perspective. We might have a different take. Things feel different. Um, but I think that really is what makes us stronger as yeah. a company, is that we're coming in from a perspective that most other people in the industry don't have. So we're f- looking and we're finding problems and bringing solutions to those issues um, from just a different vantage point. Okay, well, give us, a, <laughs> give us an example, like Lord. design, for example, <laughs> right? Yeah. So zoomed in yeah, I, I, this. I think that, you know, women being in construction bring a really interesting element to the field because when you, when you look at what a male-dominated industry that is, you have to think about every space that you're in throughout your day comes from primarily a male perspective. And so what does it look like when women join that conversation and are part of it from design, architecture, actually constructing it? And I, I, th- I think it adds an element that we haven't seen a lot of. You know, I, I use the example of my home. Um, I bought pretty much a track home and, and got to pick a few things out. And when I walked into the kitchen, I have a double oven and then there's a microwave above it. And so for me, I, it's not even remotely eye level and I'm 5'5". Five five. Mm-hmm. And I thought, see, this was done by a man. You know, you, you wouldn't think about how difficult it is to pull something super hot out of a microwave. Or, you know, my kids automatically snatch the kitchen chair to get on the, to get up on it to just to pop popcorn. I have to climb up on my countertops just to get to the, like, top reaches of the spice rack. Like, if I want to bake anything, right. it's ridiculous. So, I mean, sometimes it could be as simple as, like, the logic of the way that you lay something out. But I, I'm interested to see what else it could be. Like, what what does it look like when women are a big part of this construction from mm-hmm. every angle? Like, actually swinging a ham- hanger, a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> hanger so swinging is dangerous. <laughs> so, when you guys set out to build this company, was it something where you got together and were like, wow, this is a real need? Or was one of you the driving force behind it and then another one got on board? What was the dynamic there? You want to take that one? Yeah, um, Erin and her husband, Pat, really started this. Um, and about l- around a year in, um, I kind of scooched my way into it. <laughs> I, w- I was a critical care nurse for about five years for kids, and then I was home with my kids for quite a long time. And I think I just was really longing to do something, and I could see Erin <laughs> had big, big dreams and big <laughs> uh, things that needed a little bit of balance of stuff that I'm pretty good at. So. I, I kind of forced my way in and um, basically became an employee. And then one day was like, you know, pay me. <laughs> Actually, I don't think that you forced your way in. An opportunity was created when there was um, when there was a, a weakness or a problem that you really came and you filled that that issue. Yeah, I just really liked being around you guys, and I liked what you were doing, and it was creative and fun, and yeah. I'm glad I did. Yeah, absolutely. Well, just like when you saw a need to create these additional dwelling spaces, she saw a need for you to have her organization skills come into your business and just filled that value add. And it sounds like it's taken off from there. So you joined a year in. What was the change that your company saw from you coming on board and partnering in it? I would say that we started developing new processes. We started focusing on our quality Um, I began the company 
thinking, okay, we're going to make a great brand. And then Amy mm. came in and said, we have really got to step up the game with the quality. And she made sure that that was going to happen because you can have a great brand all day, but if you don't have a product to stand behind, then you really don't have a great company. And I think mm -hmm. we went from having a really great brand, a cool name, and, and a lot of big dreams to being a company that can actually become what is in my mind or just a company that is just functioning and continuing to grow and like you said, um, just become like a, a daily sort of a stable income. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have a great dichotomy. Like, I love how you interact mm -hmm. with each other. You're constantly like talking each other up, which is rare for siblings, by the way. Like, but I think you guys know that. Um, <laughs> with, with that too, that it, what you just said is reminding me of a quote: "Your brand isn't what you think it is; it's what your customers say it is." Mm -hmm. So that quality aspect is incredibly crucial to like the, the, the overall vision of delivery and stuff, so. I might tattoo that on myself. There <laughs> we go, Because yeah. <laughs> so they were recording. You're Aaron, I know you have a love for small spaces. Oh yeah. Amy, you share that as well? Absolutely, yeah, and I, I think maybe I come at it from like, a, I, I love this movement towards minimalism. It makes me feel calm. I, I don't like a lot of clutter, I'm constantly purging, and so for me, it's mm -hmm. like, I, I, I like, how simple your life can be when you have small space. That's cool. And uh, so how is, it's been a while since we talked, we had you on the show before. Yeah. How is your, the business developed since the last time you were on the show? Well, I think we've targeted two different kinds of customers. And so we've diversified our, our product lines. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of what our customers are looking for and the problems that they're having is needing to have more living space without having the budget really to move up. I mean, the interest rates are just killing us, right? So people want to bring their families closer. Mm -hmm. They want to help care for, for them. They want their family to come in and, and care for their children. Um, and I think that is the biggest trend that we're seeing. However, we wanted to make a product that was also really attainable for, thing, for people that wanted to just have a backyard office or an art studio. So we found a way to do that by making a couple tweaks to our design without diminishing the quality. Okay. And you guys live next door to each other, right? So right next door. Yes. How's that <laughs> dynamic working for you guys? Be, I, I would think it was a be a positive dynamic because you're, I mean, you can share information, come together, collaborate, talk in the evenings over a glass of wine or whatever you're doing. So how's that working for you? Yeah, I absolutely love it. I mean, oddly, where we live, there's terrible cell service, so... I mean, we frequently go, are you just home? Okay, come over. And then we just do everything in person because it's just more fun. It makes you feel like you work remotely, but also, you know, your your work people are right there. And then I feel like we shut it down pretty well for, like, when it's just, you know, fun time, family time. Yeah, I actually lived 10 houses down. And then an opportunity came up after Snowmageddon oh. for us to buy the house next door. And it was just a no-brainer. Because I, we do love spending time together. Yeah. And being able to spend time together both as family and then as business partners has just been incredibly fulfilling. Even our dogs love it. Our, do <laughs> our dogs <laughs> will just sit a at the hole fence, in the line, fence like, okay, right? Just we have a little <laughs> gate now between us, and the dogs will, you know, just be like, come on, let me go see my friend. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's sweet. It's great. So when somebody comes in for, like, they're going to do a, a, hire you guys for a job, 
give me a quick, we only have like a minute or so, but give me a quick overview of what that process looks like. Um, so first off, if they reach out and they contact us, um, Pat or um, we have another salesperson now named Clement, will go out usually to their site, assess it and see how feasible this is that they're wanting to do. It usually is. Um, we go through some estimates with them and, and get some numbers together and then they come to me where I do all their paperwork and contract signing and we get to go through and choose all the things that they're, they're going to have in their elbow room, all their selections. And then I pass them to our project manager, and he will take them through the actual build process, which, you know, uh, the construction's fairly quick. I'd say it's somewhere from four to 12 weeks. And then we hand the keys over. Mm-hmm. It's that fast. simple. Pretty slick process. Just yeah. Yeah. Aaron, what do you do during all this? I'm kind of yeah, the person. Do do? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm the, the person that does all the marketing. And there's just, I, as you know, there's so many different facets to marketing. And I mean, it's everything from SEOs to backlinks to getting onto a podcast to advertising on a podcast, finding the right print, analyzing your Google Analytics, you know, just having your hand into everything, getting the feedback from your customers and from, you know, the team, like exactly where do we need to target? Who is our demographic? Like all of the things is that's what I'm thinking about and how to drive that business and get those phone calls and drive our, our customers to the web, introduce our brand, introduce our industry. That is really what I'm constantly thinking about and uh, getting people to make phone calls. And Are you doing networking? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Good, because <laughs> <laughs> okay, we need to have you come out to our, our yeah, networking Yeah, all the networking things. Yeah. Yeah. All right. If folks want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Um, they can go to the website, elbowroom.com. That's elbowroom.com. Or you can call uh, one of our sales reps at 210 210- Eight five four four zero two three, and we would just be delighted to hear about what your uh, needs are. And there are lots. I, c- I can think of so many things I could do with an ADU. Yeah, but it, just a follow up question on that: You guys do no. custom builds? We consider ourselves semi customizable, okay. so we work within a, a platform that we know we can build gotcha. quality and quickly. Perfect. Um, yeah. Okay. Thank and you. we take care of like all the gritty stuff. Like permitting, mm. oh, yeah. yeah, that's so. The, it the we try to HOA. take everything. On, oh, HOAs. We try to take <laughs> <laughs> all that that terrible kind of things that will actually drive you out of out of the process entirely, and make it a pathway, clear the path for the customer to actually get what they want. So it's not just a figment of their imagination; yeah. it actually becomes something real. Mm-hmm. Cool. You guys are dream fulfillers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, especially c- you walking into that space for the first time after it's completely done and it's yours. That's that's a great feeling. Yeah, and you can customize it on their website. I definitely went to your website and like designed <laughs> myself a little and there's ADU. Much more coming on that too. Ooh, fun! We're gonna add all our models to that integrated. I like that. I, thank I you heard for you going and a, checking uh, it out. Yeah, I heard you get a one percent discount. Oh yeah, so. nice. Well, we've got some <laughs> stuff to talk about because I was talking to somebody about you the other day. So we'll 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 connect offline about and that. And if you mention this podcast. Right, a thousand dollars off. Ooh, yeah! Look at that. We just got you a thousand dollars off. You're welcome. That's <laughs> You're more welcome. than one percent. I'm pretty sure. All right. Next up on the show is Sterling Crawford, an expert with trades and home services, and the co-founder of Blue Collar Connect. Uh, so, Sterling, how did you guys get involved in Blue Collar Connect? What's yeah. the deal there? Well, we created it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So why did you create they it? They made oh, it. There question. we go. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. So uh, there is a uh, a void in networking ultimately that we found. Uh, Personally, though, we just love blue-collar people. That's that's who we resonate with the most. About 70% of our customers already are in the blue-collar space, so trades and home services. It just made sense. So 
I grew up bucking hay, you know, lived on a farm, so a shearing sheep and, you know, feeding alpacas and scooping up more poop than I care to count, so it was great, but anyway, yeah, this resonated with I don't with know us. if all blue-collar people do that, but I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> not, not all, but not the, all. the real ones, you know who you are. Right. Well, exactly. and that <laughs> keeps the economy going, right? Yeah. Because, yeah. like, everyone does need those services to come out. We need and, air like, conditioning you know, in San Antonio. Oh, yeah. Your white-collar executives are not going to be fixing your sewer line if there is a break in it. That's just not going to happen. Do you guys remember the show Dirty Jobs with yeah, Micro? Steve jo- or, yeah. Oh, yeah. Steve, Steve Jobs. Jobs. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Micro. Oh, my gosh. That would have been awesome. If I don't know. Right? I think Steve like Jobs would have been hilarious. Skilled trades are, um, are kind of like teachers. They're so necessary, incredibly important, and very, very undervalued. Oh, and yeah. I cannot express my appreciation for our skilled trades, for students that are coming out of school mm-hmm. and looking at pursuing that type of work because we need it. We yeah. need skilled trades. Yeah. Well, well next time you install a air conditioner, you'll appreciate it. Appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah. It's, like, it's pretty expensive yeah. nowadays. So. Well, that's the thing, too, because you found a gap in networking. And I feel like pretty much everyone who hears networking, until you really start doing it, you're just like, okay, you're going to the happy hour, sure. and you're just schmoozing, and people don't approach networking with any kind of strategy involved. So what was the gap that you noticed, and how are you guys helping people overcome yeah, it? Yeah, I, th- I think you actually segued and highlighted it perfectly. So yeah, she is awesome. I'm, I, with this. I'm humbled <laughs> over here. Literally, awesome. yeah. You do your research. I love it. <laughs> so uh, the, the thing with networking is most people network to find customers. So they're mm-hmm. out there pitching constantly. And we've all been in that situation where whether it's a Chamber of Commerce event or a networking group, whatever the case may be, you walk in and within minutes you have financial planners and insurance sales reps and marketers and advertisers on you trying to help you grow your business, right? Or make sure you have more life insurance than anybody needs. I don't know. You can only <laughs> buy so much. But anyway, you get you get attacked, for lack of better words, in the networking space on buying something. And what we found is most trades and home service people just flat out don't network. And even the word network is sometimes a little like it has a negative connotation to it because it's just getting pitched the entire time. So our approach with Blue Collar Connect is giving the trades and home service blue collar guys a space where they could legitimately network and not get sold to. So, you know, well, let's start there. What's your definition of networking then? So you should network to find referral partners. You're not there to make a sale. And if you are, then you should stop networking because you're making it a negative experience for everybody else. Mm-hmm. And a good referral partner is somebody who's in your wheelhouse of business. So if you're in real estate, you should only network with other real estate people. If you're in business services, network with other business service people. If you're in marketing and advertising, network with other marketing and advertising people. And the reason behind that is you're having cus- or a conversation with your customers that are going to parallel what other people in that power team are having conversations with their customers on. So let's say you got, I'll just use trades for example, Mm -hmm. Uh, home inspector shows up to a home, uh, getting ready for for sale, and as they're doing their inspection, they start noticing all the issues with the home. Every home's got issues. And with that, if they're going to uh, networking events where they're only talking to insurance people and financial planners, their network that they've built doesn't have the right people in it to satisfy their customer. So that home inspector needs to network with handyman and electricians and plumbers and drywall guys, carpet cleaners, because when the time's needed that they need that person, they need to have that first name basis to call and say, hey, I need to get you involved, or let me do a text introduction with the customer to get uh, you introduced to whoever the person is to then come in and fill that gap. So uh, marketing and advertising is great. If you're a website developer, you should be talking to people in the photography space. 
So they are no longer using stock photography. <laughs> they have actual photos of their actual employees working on actual projects on their website, which is going to enhance your Google listings and everything else. So it all connects. Well, and what I love about this is it's not just you saying this because you guys practice what you preach. When mm -hmm. I met you guys, you know, it was back in like January because I was about to have a baby. Yeah. You were networking <laughs> at BNI meetings mm -hmm. and you were hosting networking events to pretty much everybody. And you were kind of yeah. assigning them power teams, which was great for all of us. Yeah. B2B services. Mm -hmm. But by looking at your customer base for your courses, you noticed that blue collar people were the ones benefiting the most. Yeah. And then you pivoted your model to just service that customer yeah yeah and those are the two houses so we we have do work uh, mm -hmm. which is like um, business education essentially so we have online courses to help teach you how to supercharge your business whether it's sales and marketing or social media strategy or uh, basic operation stuff it's it's there but that's a for everybody thing and you're right we did notice that the trades and home service guys were getting overlooked for the majority of it mm -hmm. so that's where blue collar connect steps in we created a space specifically for them because, like I mentioned, going to networking events is they're just getting pitched at the whole time. It didn't make sense for them. And outside of just, you know, having them network and kind of teaching that add value instead mm -hmm. of pitch your services skill, yeah. you took that even a step farther. Tell us a little more about we that. Did. Oh, my gosh, you were the best. Mm. Mark, like you really are lucky. <laughs> 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 I thought I was the best. <laughs> Yeah, so Blue Collar Connect, in essence, is four different stages. So all of our members of Blue Collar Connect go through these. The first stage is uh, getting money through the door of the business. So that's the networking side, the organic referrals. You're not spending money on ad space. You're not out there buying these packages to get leads. You're referring business to one another, which is free. And it's just knowing the right people. So that's a great way to quickly get money into the door. After you're making a little bit of money, we need to make sure that the business is healthy. So that's where we uh, add in aspects of hiring the right people, making sure that your operations and procedures are dialed in, sales and marketing is done correctly, so you're not just throwing money at stuff that's not returning any investment. Uh, then from there, we talk about your finances. Now you're making money. You're not working in the business. You're working on the business. So are your finances in order? Is your credit uh, personally and business-wise dialed in to where you could start building some bigger wealth, which is the last phase where we want to teach all of our members how to acquire businesses. So there's a, there's a couple things going on in the world right now, but ultimately we want to try to keep the money in the small business world. And so in order to do that, if the small businesses aren't acquiring other small businesses, the big guys, the corporations, the franchises are going to swoop in and take that away from us. Mm -hmm. So very much wanting to protect the blue collar world, make sure that money stays in the families that created it. So I love that. And that's a big mission. Was that something you guys originally set out to do or did it build out based off the realizations you had? Yeah, I think it was on the back end, like more subconscious. I think that's where our heart is. So I don't, we haven't mentioned them yet. If you guys know me, you know Joe McKittish. Yes. Joe McKittish is very much like the mastermind behind all of this stuff. He is hands down one of the most intelligent men I've ever met on the planet. Also one of the most compassionate and caring people I've ever met on the planet. So in building Blue Collar Connect, I think in the background of our minds, we had this mission where we wanted to like not only get them networking properly and putting money through the door, but making sure that their family was taken care of, that their kids were taken care of, and that their employees' families and kids were taken care of. So it's not just all about the business owner. We want everyone involved to, to grow and succeed through this and, and feel good at the end of the day, right? Mm -hmm. Achieve that freedom that we were talking about, be able to go where they want, when they want, with whoever they want. and all that good stuff. I love that. And I think that's something a lot of business owners find. They start 
with one like product or service or goal in mind. And yeah. as they facilitate it and they start to have the clarity around, oh, like this is my customer base, it starts to really clarify a mission that they can accomplish through their business. It's so interesting to see mm. that re- evolution. And you can usually see it in people's ideal client, right? Yeah. They start saying, oh, anyone that breathes is oh, my ideal client. I know. I'm always like, okay, we're going we're gonna to work on this. But then you get three or four years in and all of a sudden it's like my ideal client is someone making between two hundred to 300000 a year and they have this specific job type and they're looking for this in your life. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you got really yeah. specific there. And that's, you guys have built that from just helping them get education to helping small businesses sm- buy small businesses because yeah. they are under attack right now by big oh, investment 100%. firms. Well, and that's the quickest way to build wealth is through acquisition as well. So mm-hmm. we're like, we're really taking things to the next level. And it's interesting because we're fairly new. Blue Collar Connect's only been around for a few months. And already the impact that we've had with our members is insane, like millions of dollars already in a couple of months with individuals. It's nuts. But with that, it's like this reflection that because we're so new, people look at us and they're like, oh, you guys are just a networking group and not even close. Like that's the first phase. But really, we're more in the business development and business acquisition space. But we need to get our members to that point where they could do that. And obviously, networking is is a key element to make that happen. Okay, so if you don't mind me saying, five years from now, what's Blue Collar Connect look like? Uh, biggest company in the world. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we're taking over the world. <laughs> you know, so in about five years, if not sooner, if all goes well, we're looking uh, to achieve about 20,000 members uh, in the U.S. alone. And with that, what does that look like? 20,000 members. Each group that we develop has around 40 to 45 members in that group. And specific seats per group, very similar. I guess maybe the only comparison to B&I mm-hmm. is there's one painter in the room. There's one carpet cleaner in the room. But in that market, you get to network with everybody in Blue Collar Connect, right? So quarterly, we get together for these big socials. Uh, we're doing tomorrow, actually, Blue Collar Beers. Oh, nice. Super laid back. Like, we're literally just getting together, have some beers and pizza, and just network with other Blue Collar people. So uh, no insurance people allowed in the room. Sorry <laughs> if you're listening. Yeah. Love you guys. But this is for the Blue Collar folks. So Yeah, B2Bs aren't allowed. Yeah. Well, you guys, maybe at some point. I don't yeah. know. We Just because like, yeah. we're cool. Yeah. <laughs> so as we as we wrap up here, it, what's your – so you're focusing – obviously, you've you've done some work over in the Idaho area, yep. right? So here in San Antonio, where are you at with Blue Collar Connect? How's it going? Yeah, good question. So we're in the position of forming two groups here currently in San Antonio. We're looking to achieve eight total. And with that, uh, definitely some opportunity if you guys are in the Blue Collar space, homes and – or sorry, trades and home service. Uh, reach out to us. Let's get connected so that we can get you into a space. Uh, what that looks like is a well-functioned, well-tuned group that's full with all 42 to 45 members in there should be passing about $5 million in business within that one group. Now, that's per year. So when you break that down to uh, what's forty, what's $5 million divided by, let's say, 40 Times 40, you mean? Yeah. Carry the 200 million. Oh, no, it's like divided. Here, I can get out my handy-dandy calculator. 2 billion or 200 million? I don't know. Oh, no, he's saying 5 million divided by the 40 members. 45 members. I thought you were saying 5 million. About 111,000 per member. Yeah, so that's six figures just by being part of Blue Collar Connect. Just referral business. That's pretty good. That's not bad. It's organic. You're not paying for those leads. That's good stuff. So you're Utah, San Antonio, and then you're looking to be across the nation in five years. Yeah, so I'll say in the last three months that we've been doing this, uh, already we've had 12 different states call us and ask us to open up in their market. So huge attention. Uh, we've gotten a couple calls from some national organizations, BNI being one of them, to say, Shocking. all right, <laughs> you guys are uh, you guys are doing something big. Let's talk about it. How can mm-hmm. we work together? 
which is great. And, and I love that alliance. I'm all about collaboration, too. If you guys know me, I'm like, I'm, I'm optimistic 99% of the time. <laughs> just don't step on my toes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, with that, though, it's it's all in like how we, can we work this together. Mm-hmm. We only take trades and home service people, so where do we send everybody else? We need those alliances for people like my my people group or Howie's people group. I don't know if you guys have officially changed the name. That we should, though. <laughs> yeah, that's Howie's group, yep. man. I, that's the way I look at it. I'm sorry. But Even my podcast, my we're, we're incorporating Howieisms now. So yeah. that's, I want to start a playlist <laughs> with just his Howieisms because they're great. I love it. He's amazing. He's yeah. a powerhouse, man. I, I was doing a, a seminar series last week, and I mentioned that Howie was going to be a speaker, and I saw like three people look at each other and just smile, and I was like, <laughs> you know Howie already. Yeah. I, I met somebody in San Antonio that didn't know Howie, actually, mm. and I was shocked because they're in the nonprofit space as well. Oh, interesting. I was like, how do you not know Howie? I don't, yeah, like, I don't big know. I like anybody who has ism after Isms. their name. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Except for Marxism. Can't, oh, yeah, you that. can't do that. That's a little yeah, too, yeah, a little uh, too political. Yeah, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't trademark that name. <laughs> oh, I just got that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sterling, if people want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Social media is the quickest and easiest way. So Facebook, LinkedIn, huge on that. Uh, people pressured me for years to do Instagram, so I just finally opened up Let's Instagram see. like two weeks ago. Mm. I was uh, going to Hawaii, and I was like, oh, I'll post some pictures. Oh, yeah, there's Instagram. So, anyway, I'm on Instagram now, right. too. Instagram's awesome. The yeah. website? Yeah, Blue Collar Connects. And actually, how he's building uh, the, the full site. We have a temporary site up there. All right, Bernie, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. All right, as we wrap up the show, quick writer, check out our latest podcast and catch video videos.